0: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation.
1: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the
2: above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a
0: response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I.
1: these people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can do exactly what we need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I
2: have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready.
1: And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Eric, Kylan, and myself. Mike, how's everyone doing? Since last week was kind of a crazy week. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, it was with Tom DeFalco on the show.
0: Yeah. I'm good. Yeah.
1: I'm and, good. And uh, you know, I, I put the question out there on Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone on Facebook. I haven't gotten any response. So at the moment, as we can, we're going to keep the picks of the week in show. Um, but just know if we have a guest and we we run like we did with Tom expect a point three to come out but you know it's kind it's kind of cool to have that option it is and and I thought about it it, it, it would almost be cool to kind of have have that every week anyway this drops on Sunday the point three Monday or Tuesday right before new comic book day it's you no know, because the the pow on the site drops every every tuesday
0: tuesday morning yeah
1: yeah so i mean could be a supplement to that yeah but we'll we'll see we'll, we got one more show left this year which is no picks of the week <laughs>
2: yeah
1: because that show will be slammed plus end of the year there really doesn't tend to be a lot anyway right. um so plus it's our non-awards which is our year-end show um, speaking of business stuff, if you have a fan favorite that you want to, to give us as your top, top Marvel title fan favorite, send us your submissions to MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net or hit us up on Twitter at Marvel Geeks, hit us up on Facebook at Mighty Marvel Geeks both page and group. Uh heck, let <laughs> Sorcerer radio listener let's know on Sorcerer radio as well. We'll compile the list, the the one with the most votes wins. If not, it will be it will go to the committee and the committee will choose the fan favorite if there is a tie. How does that sound? So we'll get that fan favorite in there. Well, there you
0: go.
1: Um, check also check out the site too, mightymarvelgeeks.net. Ripped apparel and superhero stuff, two great places to get some great t-shirts. Uh, superhero stuff's got the, um, hero boxes, which are are really cool. Really great. Great bunch of guys as well. Uh, so shout out to Brian and the crew from superhero stuff. Um, you can never go wrong with them. I'm sure Eric's still using that business card holder that he got from celebration. Well, of course. So, (laughs) um, so business is out of the way in more ways than one. We are. Yeah,
2: <laughs> let's uh, let's dive into what I'm sure everybody has tuned in to actually listen
1: to. We normally do not say when we are recording because, me personally, I think that's kind of cheesy, kind of hokey. Mm-hmm. Um, if we reference it, it's only to say as we're recording, here it is. Now, yeah. this kind of hit us breaking news. We happen to catch it in time for show. Well, we are recording December fourteenth. I understand the show is airing December sixteenth, and the show podcast wise is already over at time of recording. It's December fourteenth. Big news of the day: Who cares about the net neutrality? Boom! Disney. Buying- well, we do care, but but okay, there was nothing wrong with it up till twenty fifteen. I don't see a problem going back. This is not that show. <laughs> this shows
2: we care but we're we, talking okay. about something else
1: that would that would be uh, 52 52 54 billion something else's and that's the the Benjamins dropped or the the Georges dropped to uh, purchase Fox Disney has come out and bought many assets for Fox What does this include? Well, one, the distribution rights to Star Wars, or as most of you know it as, Star Wars and New Hope. Mm. What else does this include? I still
2: call it Star Wars.
1: It it will always be Star Wars to me. Um, Yeah. So we get that distribution back. Who knows what's going to be coming down the pipeline with Blu-ray, DVDs, etc. there. Um how about a the re-release in
2: theaters. There you how go. about a re release
1: in theaters of the original version? Well, let, oh. let, let me ask this question. Now, of course I'm gonna bring this up on Wookiee Radio as well, which listening to Sorcerer Radio, we've already talked about it. Twentieth <laughs> Century Fox logo back in front of Han, in front of the Han Solo film. And back in front of the films from this point on?
0: Yeah. It'll fill right, right again.
1: Or do they leave it with just the Lucasfilm little... I would leave banter? it with the
2: Lucasfilm. I'd leave it with Lucasfilm.
1: Uh, Avatar. Now under Disney control. Completely. Not, Not just Disney the park. park. Alien. The Alien franchise. Under Disney control. Night at the Museum. Could see a resurgence. Home Alone. Could see a resurgence. Just leave your money.
0: Uh... I just get, keep the I change, right? I got one right? for you. I got one for you. going to blow your mind when you think about it. What's that? Firefly. Yeah, because
1: that, that was yes, because that was Fox create, uh, Fox Creative it was
0: for Fox. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't
0: know to, if they'll do anything with it. I just threw it out there.
1: Continuing on, I'd
0: like to
2: see. i like to see post Serenity Firefly. Of course, oh, that yeah. means. Of course, that means Wash is dead. Book is dead.
1: Right. Yep. To continue on. The Simpsons. Yeah. They are now Disney controlled. Because it's all part of Fox production or Fox Creative. Basically create the creative thing. Now, we're a Marvel show. Yes. X Men. Welcome to the MCU.
2: <laughs>
1: Fantastic flop. Guess what? Well, maybe,
2: m- maybe not. There's a because there is the glitch in the system because there's still some uncertainty as to who exactly owns the rights. Now, if we go back to uh, – I'm, I'm pulling this information from a uh, article on SlashFilm.com where uh, – how was it? It was called Constantine Films. Right. Constantine Films got the rights to uh, Fantastic Four. And this was something that Stanley himself apparently you know, worked. I mean, he he set out himself to find a suitable buyer for the Fantastic Four, and it became and and he wound up selling it to you know they wound up selling them to uh, Constantine Film, and he would option the production rights to the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer in 1986, uh, keeping the property as long as a movie adaptation was in production before the end of 1992. And this is where the the uh, the seven year statute came about. Right. It's kind of like you had to make a new movie every seven years to uh, to maintain, you know, to maintain right. the rights. Right. And, and we don't know if anybody else was under that under that thing, but that is how Daredevil and the Punisher both act to
1: Marvel. Right. See, I don't I don't think it's that way with X Men because I mean they were doing that anyway.
2: Well. At, at, X Men. I honestly don't know about this. This article, fantasy. and the reason you would have seen one in 1999, but you didn't. It wasn't until you know 2005 right. that they made that was because Constantine formed a partnership, Fox, to uh, you know to approach Marvel with a deal, and right. uh, you know. Agreed to it, while Fox and Constantine collectively shared the movie rights. Now, the the question becomes: How did Constantine and Fox divide the ownership? Because, like for the past three films, Constantine has handled production while Fox has ha- has distributed. It was kind of like the the same setup that Disney had with Pixar. You know, Pixar would make the movie, Disney would distribute the movie. <clears throat> Right. So it is more than likely that that uh, that Disney is going to get the distribution rights. To sh- to be sure, it's just a question of production rights. But uh, not too long ago, there was some uh, there was some drama about the, the company that owns Constantine film. Uh, they couldn't come to an agreement whether the company should focus on films or should focus on sports because it, it, Constantine, that company is is not unlike Fox in that it's uh, it, it does have film, it does have sports. It's almost like uh, well, it is kind of like Fox because it's got the sports. And uh, it's a German company, by the way. So they seem to be in the midst of, at least rumored to be in the midst of uh, going, you know, consolidating, trying to divest itself of some of its operating assets to focus on sports. Well, if that happens, it could just be a case of the production rights for Fantastic Four come up for grabs again. And, Mar- and Disney slash Marvel can just simply buy them outright. Right. So, uh, until and this is not this this deal is not going to be done overnight.
1: Oh no. It, so so unfortunately, you know, twelve to
2: eighteen months was it? Yeah. And it still got to be approved the uh, the SEC, and I'm not talking about Southeastern Conference the uh, yeah. secure the Securities Exchange Commission, I think. It is. Yeah, you know, they still they still gotta approve it. So yeah, this is we're saying this is all happening, this this deal is closed, but it's kinda like a case of it's all over but the shouting. And the shouting ain't gonna be over with for a while. That is correct. So I guess, I guess the, the answer to this question about you know, do they get the Fantastic Four, do they not get the Fantastic Four, or can they just distribute what Constantine puts out? I guess that's, that's information that's going kind to of have to come out of the woodwork sooner or later.
1: Right. Well, here, here's the characters that, according to comicbook.com, here are the characters that Disney would get in the Fox deal. Um, to be able to utilize these characters, if we're talking 12 to 18 months, we're talking at the end of Fan- Avengers 4, uh, which, sorry, I, I'm going to go with this quote, because this is too good. This is from Jim Zub, who had on the show, former guest, We'll love to get him back. Um December 14th, 2017, 8 a.m., C.B. Cebulski awakens to 86 different Fantastic Four comic relaunch pitches, hitting his inbox. May 3rd, 3rd, 2019, Avenger 4 ends with Reality Stone shattering. Introducing the X-Gene into the population of Earth, beginning the mutant age for the MCU, Phase 4 and beyond. Ooh. 2020, new Marvel Max Studio takes over R-rated movie and TV properties, including Marvel Netflix shows and Deadpool. Mole Man and Monsters Unleashed, in the Monsters Unleashed movie trilogy announced. First film hits theaters 2028. 2032, Disney Imagineering announced Latveria Land, park edition, to open in time to capitalize on the global release of Fantastic Four. Number four, Forthright Fortitude. 2040, Epcot Spaceship Earth will become the Cerebro Experience. Guests are guided through a psychic journey across the planet hosted by Charles Xavier. One person chosen at random each ride. As a gifted student, receives a certificate welcoming them to study in Westchester. 2047, Disney acquires U.S. government in friendly merger. New national security system dubbed Project Uatu. 2099, Marvel Comics' radically awesome vision of the future merges with reality in Grant Morrison-worthy continuum explosion. Son of a glitch becomes Merriam-Webster's new phrase of the year. 2186, Batman's still the top-selling comic title.
0: <laughs>
1: Ken, Vernon, we're going to give you that one.
0: So Okay,
1: okay.
2: I, I am just going to touch on something. He, he mentioned Epcot. Yeah. Latveria could very easily become an Epcot World Showcase Pavilion.
1: If they did Arendelle, they could do Latveria.
2: Exactly. They opened that door because love is an open door, you know. They opened the door Let it go. wide for that one. What wide what kind of
0: food what kind of food would you serve? I mean, what they eat Latveria.
2: Whatever Doom wants. <laughs>
0: I, I I'm picturing a lot of uh, no, I can never mind. I'm, not, I'm gonna so, shut up anyway.
1: Any, so anyhow, <laughs> Fox currently owns many rights to Marvel's uh, biggest characters, and they have developed many properties, uh, many films off these properties. Disney on the on the other hand owns Marvel Studios, and with it, the rights to the majority of the characters from the comics. So the deal has gone through what characters from Fox could potentially come, it, it looks like it's coming to to the MCU now? Well, in no particular order. This is not 1 to 10, 10 to 1. Um, it just happens to be how they put these... In th- no
2: particular order.
1: In no particular order. Um, Wolverine. Wolverine has always been one of the most popular characters in the X-Men comics, but it was the film series that turned him into a pop culture icon. Jackman Hugh, Hugh Jackman Jackman received multitudes of praise and adoration for his take on the role he has played Wolverine in a total of nine movies spanning 17 years go
0: ahead I have something interesting to add to that okay uh okay and this is and I'm getting this from an article on uh, cbr.com uh Jackman said that he will not return uh to Wolverine even if uh, the deal goes through
2: but he said he said Logan was gonna be his last last go at it anyway
0: right he did uh, although now here's uh in the article I mean he goes on to say that uh, it's interesting uh, because the whole 17 years I kept thinking um that that would be so great he said uh, he told Collider like right. I I would love to see particularly Iron Man and Hulk and Wolverine together. And every time I saw an Avengers movie, I could just see Wolverine in the middle of all of them, like punching, punching them all in the head. Uh, he said, but it was like, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Uh, Is And it was interesting that just when I first saw that headline, it was just a possibility of it. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh so it seems like it he he was up for uh you know doing a crossover with the Avengers or something of that type but he's when he said he was out he's out. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
2: I, and, and honestly I I can't blame him. I mean he has been the Robert Downey Jr of the Fox universe. Oh yeah. Because mm. he's been in so many and he's been he's done an awesome awesome job. Now Yes. It, I could see him come back as like old man Logan, if yeah, it, it, he would have to come back from the dead, obviously, right, right. But I don't. But then again, I, well, I would respect him more if he says, "You know, I'm I'm still out."
1: Well, here here's the thing: I would pitch. He comes back briefly for Avengers Four because I kind of like Chip's Chip Sadowski's Chip Jim Zubs comment of the Reality Stone shattering, and this gives a chance yeah. to re relaunch reboot the mcu which Mm -hmm. can give us a new iron man new cap etc partially um who's to say hugh jackman doesn't come in briefly not as wolverine because he's saying he's done as wolverine but as logan or as you said old man logan and brings along with Mm -hmm. him x-23 becoming the new the Wolverine, new Wolverine.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would like that. I would like that a lot.
1: I mean, that's not quite a mic drop thought, but it's it's close.
2: But yeah, and and we could talk about this more later on. Yeah, Logan is not exactly a young character to begin with. Oh, no. No, he's not. No, no. Logan has died in the present, or I guess this would be in the, I don't know. Doesn't mean that he couldn't show up in a flashback to something. That's true, too. Because one of my favorite X-Men comics has been one where... It was set in World War II. It was Steve Rogers had just recently become Captain America, Mm -hmm. and he's in Madripoor fighting the Hand. Yeah, Logan shoots up and helps him. I mean, at no point does he ever pop the claws, and he he is not in. He's not the yellow spandex. He's in like a leather jacket and 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 a fedora. I mean, he's dressed more Mm -hmm. like Indiana Jones hero. Right, but, if but did, and I, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And you, this may be. You're not going to be able to take care of it here. But it was also with the Black Widow when she was just about like eight years old. Yeah, she was like eight years old. She had like uh, this this uh, this stereotypical Russian guy that was her guardian, her your know, her bodyguard, that sort of thing. Right. Right. And he, you know, them two teamed up with Cap and Logan to uh, basically prevent the uh, Nazis hyd- Nazi slash Hydra from teaming up with the Hand.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. But to, to move on, uh, next set of characters, Fantastic Four, which we've already talked about this briefly. Um Many would argue that Fantastic Four are even a better fit for the MCU than the X-Men when you consider the lighthearted tone of the characters, as well as their heavy involvement in most of the major storylines in Marvel Comics. Uh, Under Fox, the Fantastic Four, has never really been brought to life in the way the comic fans have hoped. All three films feature the characters were disappointing to say at least." Hence, why they are nicknamed by us the Fantastic Flop. Mm-hmm. Just Jarvis, Just you let me, that? Jarvis, you let me down. Hence, why we on this show call them the Fantastic Flop. <laughs> So, um, while Fantastic Four Fantastic Four While the Fantastic Four certainly belong With Marvel, there's one hiccup that goes Beyond the Fox acquisition This is what Eric was talking about The rights actually are co-owned by Fox And and Constantine Marvel would need to orchestrate Some kind of deal or buyout With Constantine before being allowed To use the characters Uh, With the backing of Disney That doesn't seem like that's going to be a problem and I can see, I can see okay. Iker I can see Iker going. Here's what we're offering for the Fantastic Four. You don't like that? Then here's what we're offering to buy you, and then you could go bye bye.
2: Yeah. Really though, are, are we wanting to see the Fantastic Four in the MCU, or are we really just wanting to see Doctor Doom done right? Uh, I mean, but- if we're totally honest with
0: ourselves. I I would love to see a proper Fantastic Four. I honestly would.
1: Well, let me me keep going with this list. Uh, I think y'all are going to be a little surprised. Uh, Up next is Cable. Uh, Cable is set to make his debut in Deadpool 2. Uh, the Damn. thing to remember about Cable is he is known as a time traveler. Um, that gives the MCU a unique opportunity to explain a lot of changes that are about to face the franchise. Uh, Dr. Sting- Dr. Strange's time stone is only one form of time travel. Um and at this point in time, we know that Thanos is going to eventually take that away. Cable could come into the fold, being the only known form of time travel in the universe, and help bridge the gap between the X-Men characters and the other Avengers. This would also help bring back characters who might die in Avengers 4, if Marvel chooses to do so. Next up,
2: um,
1: <laughs> Dr. Do What I
2: tell you, what I tell you.
1: The one complaint people have had about the Marvel films over the years is that the franchise isn't really sure how to handle villains, with the exception of Loki, Skull, and maybe Ego, which, uh, I question Ego. No, I, I, no, no, I don't question Ego at all. Okay, well, I don't know Ego well enough, so, um...
2: Whether he's true to the comic book version or not, I think Ego was a great
0: villain.
1: I I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fortunately, with the acquisition of the Fantastic Four rights, this means we have one more great villain to add, and that would be... Doom! Doom could easily enter the MCU and pose a massive threat to most of its characters. And like Loki, have the ability to stay interesting over the course of multiple movies. Honestly, this guy can sustain an entire franchise or franchise arc, playing both sides of the fence, and the com- and no comic fan would be disappointed.
2: Okay, doom for him too. <laughs> So I see. See, I I have not seen this list. I have not seen this list. I don't know if you shared this list with Colin. You did not share it with me. And I knew when when the moment we started talking about Fantastic Four is only a question of do we want Reed Richards, Sue Richards, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm? Or do we just want Doom?
0: Wow. If I had a nickel for every time I was doomed by a puppet, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened twice, right?
1: Yeah. I, go. I wouldn't mind having I wouldn't mind having Grimm as well. The thing, well, yeah, I mean, to to partner up with with Hulk, that could be awesome.
2: But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, these other characters would be great as well, but I think we all we we all love a good villain. Right? Yeah. Do we not? We, we love do. a good villain. And Doom has been pretty much ever present. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he is tangled with he's been an Avengers bad guy, he's been an an X Men bad guy. He's been I, he's been a bad guy to just about everybody.
0: Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, he he built Luke Cage out of uh, out of his fee when uh, Luke did some work for him. Let's see, there you
1: go. Up next, Galactus. Oh. Can we finally get something that is not cloud based as a villain? Uh,
0: I think we have just the man for the job. It's somebody who is who uh, likes to play with the uh, cosmic characters, and he's knocked it out of the park twice.
1: Yeah. So uh, up next, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Scarlet Witch really wasn't in the Fox franchise. It was kind of alluded to, but at this point in time, how do you explain which is which or or Well, wh- I think or why I, there's I one think, Quicksilver that happens to be much older than the other Quicksilver.
2: Well, that's where the the reality stone shattering idea would come into play. Yeah. Or you you have the resurrection. Right. I, I'm sorry, the overhaired guy with the goggles from the, yeah. uh, the. He may just come up short.
1: Yeah. Um, if I get my, I my, mean, do this. Oh, I gotta get my internet to work right now. It's this page that's gotta work right. All right, let me get back to the story. Uh, all right, so we've we've gone Wolverine, we've gone Cable, we've gone Fantastic Four, we've gone Doom, we've gone Galactus. Uh up next, uh, we've done Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, um, right. Deadpool. Deadpool. This is where things can be complicated, but we've we've already said Iger has said Deadpool will stay rated R. They're not going to mess with what's working.
2: And let's be honest, this Deadpool is what saved Fox. Yeah. In, in terms yeah. of, I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's a stretch to say that right and i think really for deadpool to work he has to stay in his own realm he does i you you can't i mean you you may be able to reference him in in the other in the mcu movies deadpool cannot have his own mcu movie like what we have seen thus far
1: i uh, no I think if we're incorporating him into the MCU, let his movie stay rated R, let him stay raunchy, let him stay dead Polish. Yes. But if you bring him into the Avengers, even for a quick cameo or a quick, oh, we need him for this sequence, everyone's got to understand he's got to be under control. Mm-hmm. And I think having like what we saw with X Men Orange, X Men Orange, oh, God, I can't speak tonight. Origins, <laughs> X Men Origins, Wolverine, where everyone there is going, Wade, shut up. Wade, shut up. If you did that type of thing, just like in Age of Ultron, language, mm-hmm. I think that could be a comedic moment for whatever is needed during that time period.
2: I see. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one because I, you, I don't see how Deadpool could actually be part. It, it could actually be like in an Avengers movie
1: yeah.
2: more than a couple of minutes. I, I really don't. It's and really I don't see where you bring him in at all. Okay. Uh, now if you want to bring like say if you want to bring
1: Tony Stark Chris
2: into Deadpool could do that or Chris Evans yeah as Captain America you bring you bring the MCU into his movie you don't go vice versa
1: okay because
2: I- I'm sorry for Deadpool to work on screen uh-huh you guys just let him go
1: yeah well how about this next one how would you like to see appear in either Guardians 3 or If there is a Thor for the Silver Surfer.
2: That would be cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ben Grimm, I think he is currently in Guardians of the Galaxy. He is part of the lineup. Right. Why couldn't you throw that angle out there?
1: There's that, too. Especially if they're going to break them up and potentially do the stupid Illuminati, because I potentially see that happening.
0: (laughs) I was good, man. I was good.
1: Ooh, let's do Illuminati. Let's. How do we kill well, I mean, the MCU and and do our Justice League? Illuminati.
0: Well, I mean, what you, you got? Yeah, is is Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Reed, uh, Reed. Um, isn't a isn't a Doom part of them?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I want to say Tony's a part of it. Is Tony is? Isn't Wolverine a part of it as well?
0: I don't not. know if Wolverine is. Someone from
1: the X Men's a part of it. Uh,
0: Charles is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ladies
2: and gentlemen, for you listening at home, each one of us has little trigger words that just <laughs> that that if if the other people say it, it ju- it it just it, we just like erupt in a font of rage. Yes.
1: Uh. Yeah. And and, See, and Mike's is Illuminati. And, and just so y'all are on the same level as I am. Channing Tatum, oh. Nick Spencer. Oh!
0: <laughs> but, you, but you know what? The beauty of it is I might be saved from a Channing Tatum gambit now. I might be saved. There's hope. There is hope out
1: there. There is potentially hope, yes. Um, so, next up, Professor X and Magneto. Could you imagine the relationship between Stark and Captain America was a... Um, has become the major tension. Well, let's add Magneto and Charles to that. Who sides with who during this whole civil war bit? You've read the comics. Could we potentially see that turn into the same thing and carry over into the MCU? Once the X-Men franchises come in. Well,
2: civil war is already over with. So,
1: Right, but we still tie in the mutant registration from X-Men Last Stand, even though it's been supposedly washed away. Yeah. You got the Sokovia Accords. What's to say that the Sokovia Accords, not only as heroes, but also mutant registration as well. Mm. Um. Lastly, the rest of the X-Men. Uh, the core group, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, Nightcrawler, Iceman, and Mystique would easily fit in to uh, what Marvel Studios has already been telling. Uh, it's a seamless fit. Um, Lesser-known variations like X-Force, New Mutants, and Alpha Flight would allow Marvel to branch out into new genres and give the studio more than enough options to last decades. You know, I would love to see Hank McCoy
2: interact with Tony Stark. Oh. That could be interesting. Especially, especially if you bring back Kelsey Grammer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I mean, Kelsey Grammer... He may not have the the physique for it. He may not have uh, the the action sense. He's got the mind dear- sense. Yes, he he is. It was almost like Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah, he didn't have the physique for it, but dang, if he didn't have the, the the character pegged.
1: Yeah. Oh Outside yeah. of that. Oh yeah.
2: And, and Kelsey Grammer was mm. the exact same way.
1: See, I I think Clooney was the better Batman. Kilmer was the better Bruce Wayne, but Keaton was the best package. Yeah. So. And, and could you imagine mm. how much better carries. Riddler or Tommy Lee Jones's um, Two Face would have been with Keaton instead of mm. what happened, and how much better it would have been if they let Tim Burton stay. This is where Warner Brothers messes up.
2: Mm. Well all right so I'm going to jump off jump off this right here to basically I want to ask the two of you now that this appears to be going through that that the ink has that is drying on the deal mm-hmm. what what mashups uh, slash interactions slash fights do you want to see come out of this merged Fox MCU thing
1: you want like a top three list
2: give me a top three
1: mm. uh, okay. you want to go first Kyle
0: Hmm. Gambit versus Daredevil. Oh, that's a good
1: one. What's your number two? Hmm.
0: My number two. Uh, let's go with... Hmm. Okay, let's go with, uh... Hmm. <laughs> hey, I, you know, man, this. Oh, you know, like that part in a video game where like you decide to put on random and like it's trying to pick all the combinations. Uh, okay, then how
2: about how about this? Rather than you give all three at once, we'll do like picks of the week. Mike, you give yeah. me one.
1: Oh, uh, I could, I, I could, I could go all three right now. I right, go. Oh, just, just do one. One. Uh, I want to see him. I want to see a mashup thing and Hulk. Okay, that was one I wanted to see. I want to
2: see my first one: Doctor Doom and Iron Man. Oh, because that ha- happened. That happened in a, in a issue of Iron Man way back, where he and Doom are transported into England of the far future. Yeah, and, and and Merlin is the one that brought him there because King Arthur has been reincarnated, but because his parents had had career options, they they froze the zygote yeah and and waited to thaw him out until they were until it was more convenient for for their plans, so as Merlin put it, it's like so England faces extinction, and we have a royal toddler to save us yeah <laughs> so so in this issue, you see. Doom trying to... And what it is, it is like the future versions of Doom and Iron Man that are posing the threat. Oh. So you you have current day Doom versus future Doom, and you have current day Iron Man facing down future Iron Man, but here's the catch. Present day Iron Man actually is using Excalibur.
1: Ah. Interesting. Interesting.
2: I will have to find that, and that may be my next unlimited pick. All right, Kylan, give me another one.
1: Okay,
0: uh, only because I th- I thought this was an awesome team-up. Iron Fist and Wolverine. Oh, that is a good one.
1: That is a good yeah. one. All right, Mike. My next one, we're assuming mm-hmm. Spider-Man stays with the MCU after the next film and not go back to Sony, like okay. being rumored. Spider-Man and Alpha Flight.
2: Ooh. Okay. That's not bad.
1: Because with them being Canadian, who's to say Spider-Man or Peter Parker is not taking a trip towards Niagara school trip. Something breaks out. they crosses the border into Canada. well, now you got an alpha flight into the picture mm-hmm,
2: okay. My second one, Thor versus juggernaut that happened during acts of vengeance okay the the crossover where Loki was telling it was was getting uh villains to go up against heroes that weren't their normal foes, so they yeah that's that's. That's another one. All right, Kylie, give me a third one.
0: Okay. All right. Now, this would have to be a total else. No, or uh, this doesn't have to be like a what-if situation, but a a team-up of Weapon X and Operation Rebirth.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, Mike. Well... This is keeping in the Deadpool universe, and I yes. can see this staying as, like, a Deadpool spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear Seth Green doing Deadpool-type voices or commentary. I, I think want,
2: I see where you're going with this.
1: I want Deadpool and Howard the Duck. It's happening in come. the comics. I want it on screen now.
2: Okay, my third one, and this actually was a what-if way back in the day. What if Wolverine became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes! Yeah. 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 And in that what-if, he actually wound up becoming head
0: of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: That's true. But imagine, after Avengers 4, where can we go next? Secret Wars.
0: Oh my gosh. That'd be nuts.
1: Marvel needs to convince Sony. Unfortunately, we're going to have Venom now. So that ruins the, the major premise of Secret Wars. But who's to say they couldn't convince Sony that Venom is part of the MCU? And then they could go back and do a retelling of how Venom came about. A little bit more in-depth origin instead of, yeah. of the original Venom, not who Sony may be doing now. Yeah, that's not bad. So, All right, well, good ideas, guys. Now what now that we've what major crossover event would we want to see on screen now that we potentially have everything in place?
2: Avengers versus X Men.
1: That's obvious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean it, that would make perfect sense. Um Inferno. Inferno would be good. What about Axis?
0: Mm.
1: A little bit. Was it wasn't a big fan of Axis? Um
0: Secret invasion,
1: uh, scroll invasion, scroll yes. invasion would be great. What about uh, a true civil war too?
2: I don't know about that. I, I really don't because, and it just may be my mindset working against this because I am kind of mega evented out.
1: Right. Oh, I agree.
2: And so anything that's been recent, I'm not. I just can't really get behind.
1: Then do we go back and do then Secret Wars the original the the original Secret Wars was probably was was probably as Eric has frozen up good yeah okay well uh, Ryan Reynolds though um, has been real this has been real interesting what how he's felt yeah. on this
2: yeah he uh ah snap and of course i I just closed that that window okay uh he tweeted out i th- I think he he saw it was coming right, and so he tweeted out a heavily photoshopped image of him as Deadpool being uh escorted out of Disneyland from uh from like you see the Matterhorn in the background you see a uh security guard just you know, escorting him out, and he just says, you know
1: okay, apparently you can't the picture Picture I'm seeing it looks more like Magic Kingdom than it is Disneyland. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh right, it's not the Matterhorn in the background. It's the castle.
1: Right. It's the castle, and, and that's the backside. Okay. That's the because that that looks like Magic Kingdom's castle, not the Matterhorn.
2: Okay. So what does what does the caption of the tweet say?
1: Apparently, you can't actually blow the Matterhorn as he's being <laughs> escorted out by security. Okay.
2: So I think yeah, it, and that would be typical Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I have heard this all day today from from fans on social media it wondering if Disney's gonna let Deadpool be Deadpool. And I'm thinking if you knew anything about how Disney has operated under Bob Iger, it's been under a minimum of interference. Yes. It was that way with Pixar, it's been that way with Marvel, yeah. it's been that way with Lucasfilm. He knows that there are people in that company that know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I think I think what it is is people honestly think that Deadpool is going to be talking to animated singing warthogs and, and sprinkling fairy dust on people. <laughs> He's going to be going with guns blazing going, Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase.
0: <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Actually, I could see him doing that. I really do. <laughs> But, well, yeah, but no, it's yeah. Well, that would be a Deadpool thing to do. It really it would be. It right. would be. But he would be doing it as
2: a as a snarky, almost like breaking the fourth wall joke. Exactly. But no, it's just because Disney owns the company does not mean that, you know, that Storm is about to become the next Disney princess. Right. I think that would be awesome, but it ain't going to happen.
1: Right. Well, I guess it brings the other oh. question up, though. Would any um, any female Xenomorph that's birthed from the Xenomorph Queen, would they be Disney princesses? Mm.
2: You know, all of a sudden, that scene in the Great Movie Ride is coming back to, uh, to, to be a little bit prophetic, isn't it? Yep. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the Great Movie Ride, which just recently closed down – uh, had a scene from the movie Alien. And it had the xenomorph you know, in two different locations. Looked like it's about to go chomping on the on, on the guests. Oh, oh, the,
1: yeah. oh yeah. Well, um, before we get to our picks of the week, let's throw in some comic news real quick. Okay. It, okay. it has been revealed that in Mighty Thor 705, we're going to have the death of the Mighty Thor. According to the press release from Marvel... Uh, the death of Mighty Thor nears its end as the creative team of Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman bring you an epic showdown that has been years in the making. Since kicking things off with Mighty Thor 700, the Mangog has managed to wreak havoc on Thor's world, and he's shown no signs of stopping, even in a saga that has so far managed to include almost every Thor villain. On the heels of the action, Mighty Thor 705 will continue to up the ante, leaving the fate of Asgard in jeopardy, along with the fate of Jane Foster, who will make the ultimate heroic sacrifice in a conclusion that will rock the Marvel Universe and the minds of readers everywhere. This is it, folks. The big showdown between Thor and Mangog. The penultimate chapter of the death of the Mighty Thor teases uh, series editor Will Moss, Jason Aaron, and Russell Dolman Daughterman have been building to this issue for over three years, and you absolutely do not want to miss it. <laughs> so, Jane okay. is finally gonna the
2: cancer's finally man. getting her.
1: Yep, and which, that,
2: which he knew had to happen
1: sometime. Oh, yeah, and then uh, the other new um, press release that came out. Science and magic converge on Iron Man, Hong Kong heroes. I almost said Hong Kong phooey. Sorry, I see Hong Kong. (laughs) Uh, This March, science and magic converge in a brand new Iron Man story that bridges new talent and epic intervention. With Iron Man Hong Kong Heroes, originally conceived around the opening of the Hong Kong Disneyland Iron Man experience, which you heard me talk about with Brian Crosby. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Marvel is bringing the exciting tale to the United States for the first time, along with Hong Kong based talent. In a special one-shot by Howard Wong and the an art by Justice Wong. The battleground is Stark Expo, and the focus is a new invention named the Stark Emergency Response Exosuit, otherwise known as X. The sinister Baron Mordo and Armin Zola have teamed up to attempt to steal the magical artifact, and... Um, Uh, from Dr. Strange that merges technology and the ancient dark magic. And it's Iron Man's job to keep the technology out of the hands of evil. Uh, So this will be featuring new armor and help from some of Earth's mightiest Avengers uh, as this goes on. And as it came across from Jarvis, possibly maybe fed to Jarvis bot from Eric, in this case, I think two Wongs make a right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, there's
2: also another bit of, uh, comics news. I don't remember if, well, we didn't do it because it, ca- we didn't talk about it last week because we were talking with Tom DeFalco. But, uh, it has been announced that Guardians of the Galaxy is ending with issue number 150. Wow! Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the death of Thor or we're talking about the death of a title, uh, the scene. December the 5th, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, on December 5th. Guardians writer Jerry Duggan announced that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be ending at rewrapping at number 150. And this was uh, due. To, this was part of a tweet that he put out. Uh, but it's because I pitched a story to Marvel that was way bigger than just Guardians. Huge stories are coming your way beginning in February more soon. Okay. And accompanying the tweet was a picture of Adam warlock using the power of the soul stone
1: interesting
2: Remember in the comics that's what he had he had right. the soul gem right and this is alluding to infinity countdown adam warlock and then Duggan's going to be writing that uh marvel solicits confirmed that warlock is indeed searching for the soul stone in the comic So, yeah, and this this is kind of like with the the Infinity Countdown, where you've seen Wolverine possessing the Power Stone, Star-Lord with the Space Stone, and Captain Marvel uh, is holding the Reality Stone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Guardians is once again going bye-bye.
1: Well, since we're getting close to that bye-bye point for this week, for us, let's get right into our picks of the week. Um, Kylan, why don't you start us off?
0: All right, my first pick of the week is Marvel 2-in-1, one, number one, a blast from the past. Uh, the writer is Chip Zdarsky. The artist, is, artist and cover artist is Jim Chung. The Fate of the Four, part one. The four are no more, so two must do. Something is very wrong with the Human Torch, and only the Thing can help him. It's the Marvel Universe reunion we've all been waiting for. Well, half of it, at least. Plus, what monumental secret has Doom been hiding since the end of Secret Wars? And how will it completely change the lives of Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm? Plus, includes three bonus Marvel Primer pages.
1: Okay, Eric, how about you next?
2: Okay, speaking of Jerry Duggan and the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, my first pick of the week is All New Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Writers in the Sky trade paperback. Uh, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Fraser Irving, and cover art by Francesco Matina. Catch up with your favorite Guardians as they share the galactic spotlight. Gamora, the most dangerous person in the galaxy, is hiding something. What is her secret quest? Star-Lord sails the galaxy's radio waves, kept with the one piece of home he could never leave behind. Discover the reason behind Drax, the former destroyer's vow of peace. Learn what happened to Groot that caused him to revert to a tiny shrub, and why Rocket thinks it's all his fault. Plus, meet the members of the Resurgent Nova Corps as they come into desperate conflict with the shadowy fraternity of Raptors. And as the Guardians return to Earth in the aftermath of Secret Empire, who will join them as their newest member? Now, this trade paperback is collecting all new Guardians of the Galaxy, numbers 3, 5, 7, 9, and 11 and 12.
1: Okay. Well, my first pick of the week is Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man 298. Most Wanted part two as if the police being after peter and his sister teresa weren't enough black panther is on the trail he is is he out to secure the twilight protocol information or just secure it for himself either way spider-man's not giving up his sister without a fight so kylan on to your number two pick
0: my number two is a trade paperback. Is Hawkeye Volume 2 Masks. Uh, the writer is Kelly Thompson. The artist is Leonardo Romero. Cover artist is Julie. Julian Tedesco Hawkeye finally gets a lead on the top secret case that brought her to Los Angeles in the first place but to solve this mystery Kate Bishop will have to take a good heart look at who she is and where she came from is she really ready to face the ghosts of her past maybe fixing things for a young client with oddly similar problems well, help her fix herself? Probably not. Though, at least she'll get to punch through her frustrations, courtesy of the worst fight club ever. But when her friends get in trouble and need a helping hand from Hawkeye, she always comes through, right? So when she doesn't, something must really be off. Who is this fake Kate? And what has she done with the real deal? Collecting Hawkeye number seven through 12.
1: Okay. Eric, you're number two.
2: My number two is another trade paperback. It is Monsters Unleashed, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Steve McNiven. With monsters on the prowl and creatures on the loose, it's all hands on deck across the Marvel Universe to deal with the giant-sized fallout. But what are these Leviathans that have been unleashed across the Earth? Who controls them? And can even the combined forces of the Avengers, Champions, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men, and Inhumans stop them before they trample everything into dust? Amidst this chaos, a puzzle appears, and Elsa Bloodstone is just the person to pick up the pieces. Will she find the answer or hasten the apocalypse? And what does all this have to do with young Kay Quaid? Marvel's mightiest monsters are unleashed in an event so big, it redefines the word. Collecting monsters unleashed, numbers one through five.
1: Okay. Well, my second pick is Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 22 uh Charles Soule, Angel Unzueta, Phil Noto are the creators on this. Uh Black Squadron and General Organa have teamed together for an extra top secret mission and it's up to them to rescue Lor Santeca. San Meanwhile, it's what's Sir Rolinda got her got up her sleeves. So, um book that I, none of us really expected to last past a year. It's about to it's getting close to hitting 2 years.
0: True. Sure. Yeah. So
1: uh Kylan, your final pick of the week.
0: My final pick is Wolverine by Danny Daniel Way. And this is the complete collection volume three Trade paperback. Uh writer is Daniel Way. The artist is Steve Dillon and the cover artist is Greg Land. Daniel Way continues to expose Wolverine's origins in action packed fashion. It starts with War Logan's wartime history with Captain America and Bucky on a secret mission in Magic. A Won't Believe Wolverine's True Agenda In the present day, Wolverine and Deadpool clash. But who hired the Merc with a mouth to kill Logan? Then, Professor X is forced to revisit his greatest challenge, and the biggest failure tarnishing his legacy, Wolverine. But the layers of lies hide one last deadly original sin, which goes back to the founding of the X-Men, and Xavier's timing couldn't possibly be worse. Finally, it's time for family business as Wolverine and Dakin take on Cyber. But can Wolverine reform his sadistic son or will Daken revert to tight collecting Wolverine origin 16 through 32 X-Men original sin X-Men legacy uh, this is 2017 and 2018 and material from Wolverine 73 through
1: 74 okay so Eric your final pick of the week my
2: final pick of the week, surprise, surprise, is another trade paperback. It is Deadpool Classic Volume 20, Ultimate Deadpool, written by Brian Michael Bendis, in art by Mark Bagley. Meet the Deadpool of the Ultimate Universe and a few other multiversal mercs for good measure. When Ultimate Spider-Man visits the X-Mansion, he finds it's been taken over by his world's Wadey Wilson and the Reavers. Will other realities have more delightful Deadpools? Well, find out in a tour across dimensions that showcases animated Deadpool, MC2 Deadpool, Samurai Deadpool, and more. The universe-hopping exiles meet the dangerous Deadpool of Weapon X, and Battleworld hosts the Deadpool of 1872. But who is the Deadpool of Counter-Earth? And what happens when the Venom symbiote possesses Deadpool? Collecting Ultimate Spider-Man, numbers 91 through 94, Heroes Reborn Remnants, Exiles, number 5 and 6, 12 and 13, and 66 through 68, Venom Deadpool What If, 5 Ronin, 1 through 5, Marvel Adventures Superheroes, number 4, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, number 8, and material from J Two Eleven Secret Wars Battle World Number Three and Secret Wars
1: Two Number One. All right. Well, my final pick is Star Wars Doctor Afra Number Fifteen. Um, rogue archaeologist Doctor Afra may be in over her head, but at least she's not alone. Uh, let's hope they're friendly. So <laughs> that concludes our picks of the week. Uh, Let's quickly hit our Marvel Unlimited pick of the week.
0: My Marvel Unlimited pick is a graphic novel uh, from 1982, The New Mutants. Um, Mm. Yeah, and oddly enough, it doesn't give me creator's information, but upon realizing their powers... Several young mutants seek out Professor X for help. Now these new mutants must defeat the Hellfire Club's Donald Pierce, who has who has captured Xavier and recruited Sam Guthrie, the mutant Cannonball.
2: Okay. Cannonball is an underrated character, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Oh, I agree. Um uh, this is actually now this is by Chris Claremont and Bob McLeod. And this was apparently back when Marvel was was numbering their graphic novels and this was their fourth graphic novel.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, uh, it's almost time to bring this to a close. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh I'm just I'm excited to see what what comes out comes up next with this deal
1: yeah it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. it, it really is uh, I'm gonna say Punisher has been granted a second season
0: yay uh, yeah awesome
1: and if you have not seen it on AMC you need to check out Robert Kirkman's secret history of comics of comic books there is some great stuff in there uh, the first issue talks about uh, the story of Marvel with Stanley and Kirk Kirby, um, there's another issue where they talk about 9-11 and what they call City of Heroes and how the books, Marvel and DC, tackled 9-11 and all of that. Um, okay. Tom DeFalco makes an appearance in the final episode of this particular season, which discusses Image Comics, when, hmm. oh. when uh, Liefeld and McFarlane and Lee Jim Lee and... Quite a few others left Marvel to go create Image and had their own studios and create their own. And it's the the whole series in general is an amazing series. Uh, I want more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but to get a lot of the backstory is absolutely amazing. Um, so I think go check that out. If there's nothing else, I'm assuming that's it.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's it, man. Just waiting on Jarvis. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything
1: else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, I mean, Fox, Disney. Does it get any bigger than that? I mean, we're talking Uh. FX, FXM, FXX. Fox produce or the films, but not the movie lot. Fox Creative, uh, which brings and, in the you Simpsons. know what else
2: we could see, we could see Avengers versus Aliens.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine, Wolverine
0: versus Predator.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Squirrel Girl and Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear Lord, that could happen.